This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Funny Raw, where I am joined, of course, by my co-host, Dr. Eddie, giving us his public health perspective. Thank you, Dr. Eddie. And so happy to have in studio with us today, America's favorite stepmom and penthouse pet, Ryan Keeley. I am so excited. And my mic needs to be closer to my face. <laughs> Bring Ooh, it in. Yeah, I just want it right. <gasps> where do you want it? Tell them where you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly going into stepmom, and there we go. That's just horror mode, okay? <laughs> I, I, could, I can be a total raunchy slut without having to be a stepmom, and it's I really totally wish... True. HBO would quit making shows that normalize incest. So, uh, so porn would stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. We c- follow mainstream leads, so there you go. It's your fault. It is your fault, <laughs> mainstream people. All right, you guys. We do have a new episode for you today, and the episode we are going to be talking about. Oh my God, it's so very important: vaginal health and the health of your vulva which is what most of you think to be a vagina. And we're going to get into it today because it's uh, health for women and it's knowledge that all of men also need to have as well. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into it. All right. (laughs) Like I dive into it. Literally diving into it. (laughs) (laughs) okay so there is obviously a lot of advice about there to how to take care of your vagina and some of it involves pricey unproven and sometimes harmful hygiene products and practices from vaginal steaming (laughs) thank you that was the word from vaginal steaming and herbal cleanses to deodorants and scented lubricants there is a growing market dedicated to needless vagina remedies so As important as it is and sometimes surprising how little men and even women know about the female um, sexual anatomy, it's mind-blowing. Our sex education, especially in this country, well, in all countries, I'd really say, is so below par. I didn't know half of the things about my own body that I have learned since being in pornography. And I got into porn at 30 years old. 30 when I I knew so little about my own vagina I was so scared about what was going on in my vagina I didn't know what was healthy what was not healthy and so today we're going to break down all the mess but let's start with what it is Uh, we do have an image for you and uh, we often refer to this as the vagina but um, this is actually what we're looking at right here is the vulva. Okay, so this is the outside of uh, a woman's body. And what you're looking here um, at is the vulva, of course. So you're seeing the inner labia, the outer labia, the vaginal opening, um, the, oh my gosh, urethral opening, the clitoris, the clitoral hood, and the mons, mons pubis. pubis. Um, I thought, is that just the bone right above it? Is that no. what that... Well, go ahead. I don't no, know. Go ahead. So please explain. It's what makes dry humping feel good. Ah, okay. <laughs> you can give the, okay. the, the doctor explanation. Uh, I'll, okay. t- I'll take that definition. Yeah. We'll, we'll take that yeah. to... to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the area right above. Okay. No. Okay. And then that's where the pubic hair just lies. That's where it's like hanging out? Um, it's, uh, no. it's above. 
the the pubic area per se. So it's just a little hooded area right above my clit. It's not necessary. No, it's. A... <laughs> I'm really trying to understand this. Is right it now. the bone? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's the bone. That's what. Okay. So the whole as I'm feeling my right vagina right now. Yeah. But there's a lot of more nerve endings there than there are in other parts of your body because it's getting closer and closer to the good place. To the good place, yeah. And of course, uh, I would hope most of us know there's an indoor clitoris and an outdoor clitoris, um, right? Or do we I call mean, them both the a clitoris? Same one? Yeah, but it's the same one. It's the yeah. same one. It, it just has two different um It has a endings. couple of different parts, yeah. I'm really lucky that I learned a lot about sex ed because I grew up in the Pacific Northwest with a lot of hippies. Mm. And so I, at the age of 12, I stole a copy of Our Bodies Ourselves from my friend's mom. Nice. <laughs> nice. And so I read that, and then I followed that up with this amazing book called Cunt, which is about, it's a feminist manifest about reclaiming the word cunt. Oh. Um, I love that. I use the word cunt all the time. I yeah. recommend both of them for for anyone that wants to know more about their bodies or their vagina. And also another great guide that I read at 16 that really kind of like wrapped out my sex, sex, my sex, self-sexual, self-sexual education. Sure. Sexual self-education. I don't know. (laughs) Is uh, the guide to getting it on, which is a really, really amazing reference book with some really great drawings. So anyway, just so look it up. Some... Look it up is basically what she's saying. Look up the book. It's very helpful. It did well, a lot of good things a, for a you. We only have a truncated amount of time. So if people well, want right. to do a, a deep, deep dive, dive like I do into pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love it. But we're also on this photo. Can we bring it back up? Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the uh, just above it. That's what we're seeing is the internal clitoris. So now I thought it was two different areas. Look at me learning. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just on two separate ends. Okay. Well, the clitoral hood covers the clitoris. Okay. Right. And so that you can often pull it back. But what I'm saying is I can get the I can have an orgasm from external play, which is I thought was my outside clitoris or if uh a man is doing it right or myself even with my fingers I can have an internal orgasm by hitting the little button inside but you're telling me the two buttons are connected they are connected got it didn't know didn't know they were connected see what I'm learning and I worked in healthcare. I worked in hospitals okay it's not it's not for the lighthearted. we're all learning and here. you have one and I own one. Yeah. Yeah. I have it. It's been implanted in me uh, several years ago. So when the people came down in the space, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I've had it this whole time. The whole time I've had it. I think ultimately it's really important that everybody do explore their own body. Yes. And that uh, there's a lot of less stigma about talking about it, right? So yeah. we talk about these things here, but it's not common knowledge. It's not a common conversation. Right. Uh, and so even having these very limited conversations in this limited amount of time can be really helpful if we're starting to think about uh, what we like and what we don't like mm-hmm. and yeah. what's okay and what's not okay and what's normal and what's not normal. Yes. And speaking of what's normal and not normal, I think there are so many questions that come um, with owning a vagina, like what amount of discharge is normal, what smells are normal. Um, I know a big problem for me, especially getting into the adult industry, is when I first got in, I was dealing with a lot of acne um, down in my 
pubic area. Um, I was dealing with a lot of like irritation from shaving and uh, just the sweat and things getting into my pores and were causing uh, follicle, how is it, follicleitis? Follicleitis or or contact dermatitis. There you go. um, Or it could be acneic, though that would be a little unusual in that region. Right. But that's what most people assume it to be. Yes. uh, Because you're obviously having redness and irritation and um, they look like pimples. They have the full pus. But um, what it really is is just like not getting the area clean or irritated, yeah, yeah. or clogged, or, or clogged, absolutely, yeah. or both, yeah. So, but I think uh, a big part of that for keeping it, I would just say, clean is a big part of hygiene. Uh, cleaning with soap and water, um, but having like not cleaning it with regular soap and water. The outside areas, right. I, I clean with regular soap and water. Your vagina. The outsides? The vulva. The See, vulva. We're even yes. getting confused uh, yes, here. Yes, yes, So my outside. whole vulva area, I'm so sensitive that I can't bring soap anywhere near my, anywhere near my vulva area, even anywhere near my like pubic area, or I get like what? rashes, really hardcore yeast infections. Yeah, guys, yeast infections. How That's what we're talking you, about today. How are you maintaining? How are you? I have... Um, been through a variety of products. Yeah. Uh, currently, Sliquid makes a pussy wash that does not irritate me, um, and I like to use it for my vaginal area. I also use it for shaving down there hmm. um, because most shaving products irritate me. Um, conditioner, mm. I can kind of use it like in a pinch to shave with, but any sort of regular shaving thing, I can't use. Um, sugaring, I can do, but I can't do waxing. I have the world's most sensitive. <laughs> Obviously, because I yeah. don't have any of those problems. Oh, my God. Like, if I bring soap anywhere near my vagina, it is like it is itching and burning for days. Uh, uh, one of the problems is the types of soap that we're using. Mm-hmm. So they do make sensitive soaps. But like for the average vagina, if yours is extra sensitive, the average vagina, uh, Dove is good. Like those soft ones. I know they're does. not good. Dove well, is terrible because if you look at the alkaline base of vagina versus sure. the alkaline base we're on a pH scale. We're not talking about the vagina. We're talking about the, the vulva. vulva. Even with the vulva. <laughs> even with the vulva because your body is slightly acidic and a lot it of is. these these you know it's like a six or a seven and what the body in, in a soap is what's a standard ph on a soap no like. idea but i actually used dove on my vulva that is what I'm that's using. actually pretty yeah. common uh, but there are lots of women but that that's what i was told by my yeah. dermatologist actually yeah yeah so i'm like and they're a doctor <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm like I, and i honestly feel like i have finally gotten like a, a hold on all of that but i also i have laser hair removal and i've been doing laser hair removal for years so that also made my hair follicles a lot thinner and a lot less so there's a lot less follicles for I think it to even get into I feel like maybe I don't well, know the follicles or they're thinner. are never going to go away but if they're no longer growing hair out of them right. they're going to naturally contract and yeah. so that there's like a less of pores on a technical term but there's like a less of a like follicular opening for yeah. like stuff to get in there yeah but I will say Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I will so, say sure. like my pant choice today bad choice uh i'm wearing leather and i'm sweating profusely and so i'm sure by the end of this i will have a pimple or two on my ass which is great because i have a scene on friday but are you wearing um, panties i am not see um, yeah i think the leather plus the panties would, would be a bad be idea bad. yeah but 
no panties and leather. I feel like I'm just sitting in sweat though, so that can't be positive. <laughs> I feel like I'm just cotton <laughs> panties might be sitting okay, in the though. sweat. Yeah. yeah, but the elastic on the or on the bands. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. but you do want to just keep it breathable. That is a biggest sign that I would say, like a breathable panty or a breathable pant or even no pants or no panties, a sundress is, uh, and no panties. There you go. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's that. favorite. Yeah. Um, Okay. Oh, I guess Dove Soap does have a pH of six, which is closer to the acid mantle of the skin. There so we yeah. Go. Yeah. I like that. I just hate Dove Soap because it strips off my spray tan. So mm. it's hard to be a whore, okay? It really is. I got to be tan. My vagina has to taste good. Mm hmm. Gotta look good on camera. It's exhausting. Speaking of mm -hmm. tasting good, can we talk about that real quick? Absolutely. Yes, let's Only talk about because it. Because there are a lot of myths and there are a lot of products out there to like change the taste and the flavor. And I know that we've talked about it a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. Sylvia, but it really should taste like a vagina and not like a, a rosy tea, right? Uh, perhaps. And so a lot of the products that are being used have things like lemongrass, have some of those other lavender products that really aren't good for the vagina and change the microbiome, which then creates a variety of different potential problems. Now, this isn't for everyone and it doesn't happen to everyone and some people are more sensitive than others, but certainly it does happen. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's gonna be a little bit different and every vagina a unique flower, totally understandable. Uh, but when we start putting things like vanilla extracts and things like that to make it taste better, we're praying for disaster. Right, right. No, I get that. I mean, uh... I've heard from gynecologists my entire life of like not doing anything extra to the vagina. The vagina is its own like um, self-cleaning self organ. organ. Right. But I think because we work in pornography, I definitely feel the added pressure to like use a douche before the scene, even if it's a water douche, just because it kind of rinses out all the... Um, uh, Natural discharge, yeah, up. like Absolutely. the discharge and the the whiteness, because that's not necessarily what you want to see. Is going to change, and that's another oh, yeah. thing that most people don't talk about. When I talk about vaginal health with any woman, the number one piece of advice that I give them is to taste your pussy in the shower every day, because yeah. I can't have soap anywhere near my vagina. I clean with just water because yeah. I want to make sure that there's no like toilet paper or whatever mm. in my, my folds and crinkles. Yeah, in my vulva area. Yeah, um, you know I want it to be clean and friendly and welcoming. Right. And uh, so I clean with just water. And while I'm doing that, I also just do a little dipstick and yeah. I taste my flavor. And yeah. throughout the month, sometimes it's like thick and clear mucusy. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's creamy. Yeah. Sometimes it's it changes throughout the month. And when you start knowing your body's natural cycles, you'll notice if there's like a flavor or texture change. Yeah. And that can give you insight into what's going on. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I definitely, and I'm a I'm a taste tester as well. I always like to go down and know what the other person is about to be tasting because I would never want to put anything on your plate that I wouldn't also eat myself. So, um, you know, I like to also taste test. And it is a good way of like knowing what's going on in your body because I feel like also, once you do get to know your body fairly well, you can kind of know when something is on setting and be able to catch it before it really turns into a problem. Like you mentioned um, yeast infections. Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't really get yeast infections, but I get bacterial vaginosis. So that for me is that's my downfall. But I always know when it's coming. I don't think also. we should use a word like downfall. Well, right, right, right. But I think everyone <laughs> is susceptible to certain things. Like I don't yes. get UTIs, but I get. Whereas I'm. Yeah. Very prevalent UTIs and very mm. sensitive to them, right? And I can I can smell them, mm. like I, I can smell from my pee, like after I've had some sex. That like interesting, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I always know mine are coming too, but that's because we're so in tuned with our bodies and we have and to. And everybody should be. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So the BV is a direct result of the pH balance. That yeah. We talked about. Yeah. 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 For but sure. that's my main, that is my main killer so, for me. I've always treated, I before I got into the adult industry, I would have to go to a doctor to treat BV on the few times that I've mm. gotten it. There's one time in I was in France for my first time traveling abroad. And no, my no, smelled terrible, and it was a oh, no. whole situation with the French healthcare oh, no. situation. <laughs> it ended up costing 700 euros to get my BV taken care of. Oh my god! And it's now, free for locals. Free for locals. Oh yeah, right, right. wow! Um, I would just have a local go in and be like, "Tell them you have BV." I didn't know anybody. <laughs> I knew one person, and it was like an old man, and I was oh, like, no. "Oh no." But now, after being in the adult industry, when I do get, you know, BV, because it does happen, it's when yeah. your vagina smells like hot garbage and you're just, like, discharging a lot. Yeah. If a vagina smells like hot garbage or tuna, that's yeah. probably BV. Yeah. And I just treat it with a boric acid capsule. Yeah. I And see, I don't that, know if that's it, safe or healthy, Dr. Eddie. That doesn't work for me, though. It doesn't kill it for me. And so it's going to depend. Uh, all the gynecologists that I've always spoken to about it, and I've had many conversations, especially since uh, being a part of this, uh, <laughs> they often recommend not doing that. And, mm -hmm. and acids are not good in the long term. Mm -hmm. uh, so avoiding that is usually the recommendation. Um, a lot of things do and pass. that's putting a boric acid capsule suppositorily yeah. i just want to be clear about that so no one yeah. hurts himself anyway continue. Yes. well no there are some people that douche with it as well right mm -hmm. and so that creates its own kind of uh, i just didn't want anyone to eat it I used, <laughs> I used to sleep with a boric acid after every single scene. Oh, wow. Yeah, after every single scene, I would put one in as a, just a, like, prep for hoping to not get BV, mm -hmm. um, but I still would get it. So it doesn't, it's not the effectiveness for me, mm -hmm. because I just feel like I get real strong BV. It is, like... We'll knock it out. Realistically, yeah. it's probably because you were doing that that you were getting the BV as a feedback loop. Yeah. And ah. so if, uh, so... Gynecologists recommend against using boric acid, though that is one of the more commonly, mm -hmm. I mean, I that's recommended everywhere. Yeah. And so let's talk about the misinformation around that and what people should be doing. That's an excellent question. Well, I mean, I think I got the misinformation from porn sets, which is where I feel like I got all of my health information. And it was different ways that I was like being taught to look after my vagina in the same way that I would be told to do a um, a rinse with water and um, oh, my God peroxide mm -hmm. have you ever done the water peroxide Absolutely. rinse yeah so i was doing a lot of those things as well but i think the proper way of cleaning is what we are doing either the the water wash that you're doing or like a water and a soap wash and just cleaning the outside and never touching the inside and just letting your body do what it's naturally supposed to do now are there certain foods that you could be eating to better maintain a vagina health not necessarily, but there are definitely foods that you could be eating that will make your overall body be better, be the water intake, be the fruits and the vegetables. Just a healthier lifestyle in general will lead to a healthier body, i.e. leading to a healthier vagina. That vulva. <laughs> so hard. So hard to make the switch when for years you've been just saying vagina. We need to retrain vagina. ourselves. We need, the yeah. we, need, we need shock collars. Yeah. <laughs> and we each get a remote. And so anytime one of us says... Mm. Vagina. vagina when we see mean vulva yeah. we get like a little bzz. yeah i actually just bought a little remote for myself well and you know for, to play uh that would be a fun game what is the remote attached to shot collar? it just no it's for your panties but you know that could be fun too i did see a cock ring version also 
Where you put the little cock ring on and then you can vibrate it. Your partner can vibrate it. I think it. That, that's a positive feedback That loop. is a positive and so feedback. And that's why I'm thinking yeah. shot caller. Okay. All right. I just want kid. everyone to have fun. That's all. <laughs> I really but also call it the vulva. But I want them to but really call it the lesson. vulva. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of men don't even know <clears throat> the term. Right. So no. The vulva, yeah. The vulva, yeah. I feel like there is so men don't know. We keep saying men, men and women don't know People, a whole lot yeah. about what's going on that's down there fair. because it is never something that's discussed. And when did you start learning the things about your own vagina? I mean, I just chose to be self-educated. And so I started very young. Um, oh, I, that's where you got the books and stuff. Yeah. Well, I like my first orgasm, I didn't masturbate until I read like multiple sex education books. And then when I did, I stole my sister's doodle pen. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those. And I used it externally, but I squirted the first time that I ever had an orgasm. And for years, I thought that I had had pissed myself because while there was yeah. there was not there was less information about that than there is now. Sure. And um, so yeah, no, I, but I was from a very I always knew that I was very much interested in human sexuality, um, and it was just kind of a calling that I was like, I was raised by Catholics, you know. At the time when there was no sex education yeah. in school. I mean, I remember asking my mom to troll her like, so, mom, where do babies come from? In like the second or third grade. And I just remember her gripping the steering wheel until her knuckles went white. It was like, they're going to teach you about that in the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of this discussion. But they're not. <laughs> but they're not. But they're not. <laughs> what they're going to tell you in fifth grade is um, that you're going to get diseases and <laughs> that you should wait until marriage and abstain. And they'll teach you how to put a condom on a banana. We didn't even it, we didn't even get the condom on the banana. Oh, you didn't? No, no condoms on the banana. It was um, about the changes to our bodies. Mm. But my best friend's mom and my other best friend's dad. I two best friends. I'm fucking cool like that. <laughs> and <laughs> one was a doctor and one was uh, a nurse. And so we would get into their medical journals and we would look up various STD photos. And we're mm. like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And so, you know. That's terrifying. It's a shock culture. That's what almost everyone got for sex education mm-hmm. was a shock culture. Yeah. And it's not like you just saw like uh, occasional like herpy bump. You saw like a person who had been. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Like the Absolutely. worst case scenarios. Like their eyes are covered in herpes. And it's like, what? First off, where do you find these people? And well, what are they herpy, doing? A herpetic outbreak can happen. It's any, any nerve ending. Because uh, I know that I've had fever blisters on my ocular nerve up here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you can have herpes of the eye, which right. is slightly different than the herpes we're talking about, okay. uh, even though related, right? Different uh, strain. And so you can have those outbreaks in a variety of different places. They're right. pretty common in the eye. Mm. Um, a lot of kids get them in the eyes yeah. as well. Um, the herpes outbreaks in the genital region and other parts uh, is usually caused by stress. A lot of things yeah. cause all of the different types for outbreaks. Right. It impacts your immune system, mm-hmm. which then creates an opportunity for those outbreaks to occur. Um, but there are different types and they happen all over, pretty much all over the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eyes are very common. Oh. Uh, sometimes the eyelids and sometimes the eyes themselves. And so the distinction there is pretty important. Okay. Uh, only because if it happens to the eye and the cornea, it can cause long-term damage. Got it. Uh, whereas the I don't want to say more common because I'm not sure what the statistics are, but uh, it's certainly the prevalence is pretty high mm-hmm. about the eyelids. Mm-hmm. And so eyelids happen all the time. Interesting. Yeah. And that's, again, talking about internal versus uh, I would consider your eye like an internal as opposed to an external. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they have their own specialty. Kind of like right? vaginas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, it's my vagina is mostly inside, but my uh, my vulva is always on the outside. Mm-hmm. It is Whereas your on. eyelids are always on the outside, but your eyeballs are sometimes on the inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, one of the more complex specialties, right? That's mm-hmm. why they have their own field. Okay. Um, and it does become really dangerous if it is on the eye. So the eye is... It, it, it's serious. Oh, interesting. See, I that's one thing I actually did not know. I assumed that it was all one and the same. So I just thought that was like an extreme case of uh, like a herpy breakout that really hadn't been taken care of. Because also now knowing what I know, um, even with people who live with herpes, it can be suppressed on a daily basis. And it's something that you might not even ever notice, you know. So um, and with a person like myself, like I do take a suppressant, but again, I know my body so well. If I am overly stressed, I can always feel it coming on and mm-hmm. I can do something to stop it before it ever like comes to fruition, you mm-hmm. know? So there's like a little tingling that'll happen and you go, oh no, double up on the medicine. That's if we're, <laughs> I was going to say, that's if we're lucky enough to have access to medical that care. Actually, if, we're, absolutely. if we're lucky enough to yeah. be able to deal with mental health. Yeah challenges or any of those struggles that a lot of people don't have access to. So yes, absolutely. I'm 100% on board. I'm speaking from my my privilege side of having full medical care and attention. So yes, I do agree with that. Um, Okay. So Can we talk about gonorrhea of the eye real fast? Because if we're going to talk about things that happen in your vagina that allegedly can happen in the eyeball, I have been so afraid since I started doing boy girl porn that I'm going to get blasted right in my eyeball and I'm going to get gonorrhea of the eye. From cum? Yeah, because I know you can get gonorrhea of the throat. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. I definitely know that. Which yeah. like, hasn't happened yet. How will I know if it's different from strep throat? And <laughs> uh, has, you have to, you have to, have, it has to be tested. But it's the same treatment, correct? Can uh, you get it, it in your eye like that, though? Can it transfer to your eye? It, if you get blasted in the eyeball, bro. But do, I don't know if, like if it does. There's like a, eating ass. And there's you get a, like I've a, definitely gotten just, cum in my eye, for sure. <laughs> there's a couple of variables that we have to talk about if that was to occur. Okay. Because you can get gonorrhea. However, um, did you just have a, a wound of some sort? Is there a cut? Is there anything like that? Absolutely, it could be a place where uh, infection occurs. Mm-hmm. Will it manifest the way it does in other parts? Like do a discharge and stuff? That's going to depend on the person. Hmm. Uh, but the throat, Ew. for sure, the throat happens oh, yeah. really common. And with the throat, um, you can test for it mm-hmm. and it will come back negative And you'll also still have it in the throat. And that's not even talking about recent changes um, with antibacterial resistance and gonorrhea, because we have gonorrheas now Mm -hmm. that are super strong. (gasps) The MRSA of gonorrhea? They call it super gonorrhea. And Ah! it's been going around as well, for sure. We talked about it on an episode recently, yeah. Yeah, and so super gonorrhea is quite serious, because then there's nothing that we can do about it. There's no way to fix it And so that we have yet. It is occurring. I don't want to, like give geographic locations, but it's been certainly spreading across the world. Shouldn't that information be available on a public health website? It is, as a matter of fact. Uh, where, if people wanted to get accurate information about disease spread in their area, should they, what's the... Uh... Well, so I would. I always recommend the CDC is a really great place to go. They uh, don't always have the most current. They're always like either six months or a year and six months behind as far as what's, what's actually, happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the WHO also on a more global, on a more global scale, and that's where you're going to want to look for this specific conversation because it is more global as opposed to U.S. based. 
I'm like, I haven't traveled internationally in a while, so I'm going to go to the CDC, <laughs> CDC Super Gonorrhea Hotspots. Yeah. So It did make its way into the U.S., though. I will say there were yeah. some cases. There were just not a lot of cases. Okay. Yeah. So I would say that the big takeaway from this is obviously um, making yourself more familiar with the vagina is going to be step one. Um, making sure that you are letting the vagina do its thing naturally. Um, it's there to be our friend and it, it will can naturally heal itself and remedy itself. Um and just stay happy, healthy, try and eat appropriate foods. Um, I would always stay tested because uh, there's definitely a lot of things out there that you don't even know that you have gotten. Um, there are no signs, there's no symptoms that come with a lot of these things. Um, I'd say that's the best way to keep a happy, healthy vagina. Yeah. Any, anything else anyone feels that they need to add to vaginals, vaginal health here? I mean, I know that we had discussed like what are signs of a healthy one versus not a healthy one. And yeah. so those discharges can really be confusing for people because it absolutely they are can. absolutely normal and absolutely a healthy vagina also has discharges. Mm, yeah. Right? And so, but it's the weird stigma around discussing it mm -hmm. where it doesn't, where it's not a normal conversation where people don't know that it's normal to have discharge at different stages throughout your menstrual well, cycle. Well, it changes. Yes. Of course and that's it does. the thing is that it changes and absolutely. it's like, this is what my discharge looks like. Sometimes this is what it looks like some other times. Absolutely. And so just knowing your that cycle in your body. I have a question for you, not so much for you. Um, this happens to me every single time I shave my vagina. So let's just say like I had a little buildup of hair and then I take it all away because I shave everything um, top to bottom. My vagina is the creamiest it will ever be the day I shave my pussy. It was, I don't know if it's something about like it's trying to protect me against the fact that I no longer have hair down there, or if it's just like, are we preparing for sex? And my, my vagina is like mentally prepared for it, but I am you are so juicy. <laughs> I mean, you're touching your vagina with, with uh, focus and determination. But the whole day. I mean, I could well, shave yeah. it at 7 a.m. and the whole day I just have the creamiest vagina you of all vaginas. You your pussy with focus and determination. You're giving yeah. yourself a little self-love. But it's the weirdest thing it's for me. It's not the weirdest thing. Like, how often But it's not like I'm masturbating. But, but you're you touching your <laughs> vagina. But I masturbate all the time and it's not like but, juicy all day. Do you, but do you touch different areas? Because I feel like... One of the things that people don't think about is like when they're playing with pussies. And actually, this is one of my top sex tips. Yeah. Is that when you're eating puss, uh, eating the clitoris, when you're licking the clitoris, um, I like to put my fingers on the outer, uh, outer, outer labia and do like a gentle massage. Mm. And that's something and that's a whole other area that we don't stimulate very often. And yeah. that might be something that you're stimulating when you're shaving down yeah. your outer uh your outer lips. Yeah. I'm just curious if it happens to anybody that might, else. might be... Because um, I'm like, it's mind-blowing to me. It's never happened to me. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, that's why I said, not a question for you, Dr. Eddie. But uh, I feel yeah. like that area also stimulates, like, the internal walls of your vagina just mm. with the external pressure. Yeah. And that's something that you're going to be doing if you're stretching the skin taut mm -hmm. in order to get that nice, smooth shave. Yeah. I just thought we were, like, preparing for a party. And my vagina's just like, we're ready! Also, that yeah. that could be a Pavlovian effect. Yeah. Like if I'm shaving my vagina, I know something's going to happen. I'm hoping to show it to somebody. Right, right. And it's like just in case, <laughs> extra. <laughs> we got extra. Yeah, that's where I feel. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> on that note, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? 
Uh, yeah, you can just <laughs> Google Ryan Keeley, uh, join my OnlyFans, and I'm just going to say this. Taste your pussy every day. Get yep. out your Coke mirror. Take a look at it so you know what it looks like. Mm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Join my OnlyFans. There you go. I love <laughs> it. Thank you, Dr. Eddie, as always, for all of your public health knowledge. We really appreciate you keeping us straight and keeping us in line with our vaginas and our vulvas inside and out. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys, adios. 